Welcome back to Kings of the King of the Hill Hill, the only podcast hosted by two white men with zero credentials. This is a podcast, as some of you might know, where two people watch King of the Hill episode by episode, talk about each episode, some trivia, some facts, some whatnot, and, uh, you know, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna tell you if you should, uh, add this one to your watch list or if this episode can be forgotten in time. We're, it's, we're going to tell you if you should watch list it or watch out for it. Yes. You know? I like that. Thank you. That Was that off the dome? Did that was you off just the dome. Yeah, that? that was kind of off the dome. I'm kind of an improviser. What can I say? Wow. You know how it is. Oh. So this week, we are watching season two, episode two, Texas City Twister. Justin, what do you think this episode is going to be about? This has got to be about a storm. Yeah, Texas, right? Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe a hurricane. They do. They do hurricanes there. Are they near the coast in Ireland? I guess we don't know. Ireland's fictionally. Yeah, Ireland is no way to know. Yeah, we get it all. We get it all. You get it all there. Uh, yeah, I um the biosphere. So what? Uh, give me a give me a bit of like a plot prediction. What do you think is going to happen um, with that storm? I think that what's going to happen is that Hank Hill is going to to like Bobby's going to be scared of the storm, and so is Hank. But Hank is going to like be like trying like pretending not to be scared in order to like help Bobby through it. But Bobby's going to see right through it, and by the end, Hank's going to realize that it's okay to be scared of things. I would I would stand by that prediction. I think that's a very that's a very strong mm. prediction. It plays on the themes that we have already seen in this show, exactly. where Hank isn't isn't letting Bobby see that he has a soft side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a soft spot. Yeah. He has a soft spot for storms. Right up here. Yeah, I think um, I would agree with that. I'm going to mm-hmm. add to that Go and ahead. say the B plot of this is that Dale is a storm chaser, oh and my he's going to say something along the lines of like, "You got to be ready when disaster strikes." You know, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a prepper too. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I mean, we've seen that Dale's a prepper. He has gas masks and shit in his basement. He's a right. fucking freak. Right. Um, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. But also, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I don't want to go too hard for preppers because like every day that goes by, it seems like they might be right. Right. You know, like, someday we're gonna be the idiots. Yeah. And, and we're gonna, gonna be, be like, I wish I had prepped. because they prepped. Yeah. Yeah. True. Damn. Damn. I don't know. Couldn't be me though. Keeping a keeping a Sam's Club thing of toilet paper in your basement just in case the world ends. Couldn't be me. Oh, dude, did you see the? There was a picture going around of like the Walmart had like a clearance bin somewhere that had like twenty five cent like uh, little hand sanitizers, and someone was like, "Wow, what a difference a year makes." Oh wow! And I'm like, oh, buy them now. Buy them while the buy them now. Good. Yeah, the next one's coming. You got three months. Jake, <laughs> did you? What's up? Did you create a bioweapon? <laughs> what? All right, go ahead and uh, All right. play the episode yeah. now, and we'll catch you on the other side. I expect a little bit more realism in my King of the Hill. She's Peggy Hill. Propane and propane accessory. Get out, son! Catch the bull! <laughs> well, that seems really boring. It was the 90s. Oh I figured what else was on TV? It's you, me, and propane. I'm going to kick your ass. All right, uh, that was season two, episode two of King of the Hill, Texas City Twister. Justin, do you Mm -hmm. want to give us a brief synopsis of that episode? Well, according to Hulu, Hank's family and the city of Arlen brace themselves for an impending tornado. But going deeper than that, this one is about uh, Hank reckoning with Luann not actually being family again. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they had the same storyline. Like, in Luann's saga. Right, exactly. Where he specifically ended the episode saying, you are family. Yeah, it's just uh, Hank trying to kick Luann out. And by the end of it, uh, the place that he is sending her to, which is like her trailer where her family, uh, her mom stabbed her dad and then went to yeah. prison. <laughs> He wants to kick her back there, but then a tornado hits that exact place while Peggy is uh, trying to move Luann back in. And Hank uh, and Bobby try to go save him. Yeah, because Hank feels bad because he kind of told Peggy to go to hell because uh, she yeah. was mad at him for not showing any emotion with Luann, which is, as we like to say, totally fair. Um, totally fair. To- absolutely fair. He was being so he was being so mean for no a, reason. Yeah, kind of being a dick about it. Yeah. A fun fact about this episode: it is, according to Ranker dot com, the eighth best episode of King of the Hill. Wow. And it was so good, in fact, that it was nominated for the nineteen ninety eight Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program for programming one hour or less. Uh, Justin, to you, is this an Emmy worthy episode? I I honestly like. I thought the the last episode was not like better than this one and for any particular reason other than like i found the last episode funnier yeah and like uh, like kind of more more telling of like their story whereas this one it felt like there was just like a fight to have a fight you know like yeah. he was just like well a fight Go. to make that tornado more important right exactly but like so so it was a, it was a good episode but I, emmy over like the last episode i don't know yeah i don't know well, I don't know if the last one was nominated for an Emmy either. Who's to say? Who's they to could, say? They're all, in my eyes, they're all Emmy worthy. Right. Any one of these could win an Emmy and I'd be like, huh. And I'd be like, good. You're goddamn right. The propane count for this episode, just to keep everybody at home posted, is now two propanes in this episode, making it a total of 34 overall. 34 <sighs> propanes going Boy, into howdy. season two, episode three next week. We did it. Uh, beyond we that... It. Uh, ju- what are your just overall impressions on this episode, Justin? Uh, where where do you mm-hmm. what do you like? What do you not like? Any big standout moments? Well, like I said, I I think it, it felt like the same plot as Luann's saga, where he's just like she's not actually family, and by the end he's like, okay, but she's actually family. Like, mm-hmm. which is crazy too, because if she's like Peggy's niece, then she's actually yeah, family. she's literally family. Like, she's literally yeah. family. Which so I don't, I don't get his like mentality about it. He, I did like at the beginning though when uh, he threatened that guy. A guy came telling him that uh, Luann's trailer was there and she had to like do something about it. Like I don't know, she's not paying property taxes or something. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Sir, if you're calling me a liar, you better be holding something stronger than an umbrella." Nine iron. Hey, y'all have a nice day. Um, I you you Jake were spot on with Dale being a, a right, storm prediction. chaser. Thank you. Yeah, I was. You were spot on, and that there was a tornado. D- yeah. Well, with a name like Texas City yeah. Twister, it's got to be a tornado. But yeah, no, the Dale storm chaser, Dale and Boomhauer went out to chase that tornado, yes, and uh, we both looked at each other, and I had a, a good moment where I felt uh, alive for <laughs> once. So. Finally, um, something good came. Finally, something to cut through all the malu of building a bio. God, I've just been. I, so- <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Justin, uh, it's time for your favorite game—the game that oh, you love to play oh. and the game that I love to make. Uh, this is a game called "Is, is This Trivia or Did I Make It Up?" Round one. I'm ready. Justin, based on the damage left by Mm. the tornado in the trailer park, uh, the tornado was likely a level one, level two, or maybe a level three. 
I'm pretty sure that Dale said towards the beginning, he he said that this was a uh, a two, an F two at the beginning. So I would have guessed that this would have been an F three by the end, by the end of the uh, yeah, yeah, the that's correct. There. That that is on the website. A June 24th, 2012 airing of this episode on Adult Swim mistakenly was given an X rating. False. You made that up. That is false. It was mistakenly given a TV mature rating, uh, which also happened because to high anxiety. Was it because of his skinny white ass? Maybe, yeah. I, I think it was just an error, though. I think it was uh, like maybe uh, the they... guy who got the email to give it the rating saw like partial nudity and was like, mature. But it, in reality, right. had been running on TV under a PG-13 rating uh, or whatever it is, like God, TV-14. Idiot. They don't have any quality assurance over there at yeah. Adult Swim. <laughs> okay, uh, round three. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Uh, born ready. The scene where Hank holds on to the pole during the tornado is a reference to the film The Wizard of Oz. I have seen The Wizard of Oz, but only in black and white. So <laughs> so I you've am... <laughs> only seen the tornado parts of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, no. I should know this. It's not. That doesn't happen. You're right. That happens in the film Twister, which is what this episode is referencing. Oh, yeah. They make a, they make a joke about the cow, too. Yeah. Because uh, Dale, Dale says something about how, like, Hard copies paying 500 bucks for flying cow video. Flying cow footage. Flying cow footage. An FCO. A flying cow object. All right. So this is another piece of trivia for you here, Justin. Mm-hmm. This is the last round of the week. Round four. four. In this episode, Bill's occupation was listed as a army barber, but in past episodes, he was revealed to be a member of the National Guard. I think that's true. I think that's trivia for this episode. I made that up. Oh my god! And you're you officially me. an idiot. Oh no! I have to go eat a whole pile of shit. Now. That is your punishment. You have to go find a big old pile of shit and eat it, like the one from Jurassic Park. Exactly. You got to look at it. And say that's one big pile of shit, and then you have to eat it. Um, but yeah, so that that's some trivia for you, Justin. Wow. Um, Sixteen point five million people on average watched uh, season two of King of the Hill. Oh and my god, that made it the fifteenth most popular huge. show on television this that's year. Enormous, yeah, pretty pretty fucking incredible. Wow. Um, I mean, especially by today's that the fact that because today if you run a show on TV, you'd be amazed to get like like 10 million people watching right. it like just Break because everything's so different down for me how many people like watched 1997 super bowl this episode aired uh by the way on september 28th 1997 so that was hot on the heels of a super bowl that just tells you how much jake knows about sports because the super bowl happens in january february and not hey and not in september hey. in any way 87.9 million people watched the super bowl wow Okay, so, so this got like a a sixth of the viewership of the Super Bowl, which still had twenty million people. Watching yeah, it. what do you think the most popular like adult cartoon, like oh, a King man. of the Hill vibe, like what would it be today? I I would say The Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah, yeah. I, that's true. I guess if it's still running, it is like the most recognizable. The thirtieth season of the long running animated comedy show The Simpsons drew an average of three point one one million viewers. Wow. I was thinking like Rick and Morty, which is still uh that would probably be yeah that's incredibly popular. Absolutely. 
like a cultural thing, unfortunately. <laughs> you just don't get it. You just go. you just don't have the IQ to understand it, Jake, okay? Yeah, Rick and Morty season four um got an average of two point three three million people. And that show is massive. That show's insane. Like everyone, there's not a person alive who has been on the internet who doesn't know what that fucking show is. Yeah, Again, dude. Well, I mean, like, there's an episode where he turns himself into a pickle, and that's definitely the funniest shit ever. I just don't think I'm smart enough to get it. <laughs> Crazy, man. I would have never guessed that this show, and like you said, obviously, we've diversified media in a way that, like, not everybody's going to TV to watch shit yeah. anymore, but still like 16 million people they got to watch these yeah. on average that's wild fucking crazy like imagine you know that you have 16 million people watching this and 16 million people watched the last episode you did and yet you still did the same plot in both episodes right you know so so good and it it worked because 16 million people kept watching and like to be fair, I feel like um, I feel like a lot of these adult cartoon shows and t- most shows in general like follow a very specific formula. Like, yeah, I always think about Family Guy as an example. I do not watch that anymore. But back when I was no, I a do kid, not watch Family Guy. I Family Guy is for I hate it. I do not watch it. It is for babies. It's a baby show. Family Guy is not cool. I don't right. watch Family Guy. I now watch Rick and Morty. He right. turns himself into a pickle. Thank Funniest you. Funniest thing I've ever oh seen. Oh my god. Family Guy, more like Family Buy. Am know? I right? And Am I right? But like, uh, like every episode, you know, is just like Peter doing something to piss off Lois, and then yeah. at the end he apologizes and everything's fine. Like that's every single episode is like is that formula, and I feel like it's getting to the point that we're seeing that with this because they're running out of like not like ways to make it interesting because there is like good stuff in every episode, but at the same time it's like all right, well, how are they going to grow his characters if he forgets that he grew as a character the last time? Yeah, I mean, that's a thing for, like, all cartoons and, like, all, like, serialized shows like this mm-hmm. is that the characters have to forget what happened or else you wouldn't have a show anymore. Right. Which is, like, especially when you see something, like, it's surprising that it's already happening in season two. Right. Because, like, I know with The Simpsons, they're in season, like, 30 right now, and it's, like, mm-hmm. that shit is just, like, completely disregards every bit of character growth that ever happened before. Right. And like totally changes character backstories and shit because it's been on for so long. Mm -hmm. But like this is, yeah, this is still like a new show. Maybe we've been spoiled by the fact that we have such great television coming out now. Like not that this is bad, but we just have like, like the story arcs that people weave together these days are like way more complex in terms of like, that kind of character development. Yeah, there's like a higher expectation exactly for, from the audience. I think, which is why I think you get shows like BoJack Horseman mm-hmm. and uh, even to an extent like Rick and Morty. It is an example of an adult-oriented uh, mm-hmm. cartoon, um, or I guess really like a middle school to adult-oriented cartoon that is. Um, if it was the '90s, because it was a cartoon, I, I kind of believe that it would have been a lot more like simple which is i think that is what king of the hill and Mm -hmm. shows like it are responding to when they come out i think is that expectation of like cartoons are just like cartoons are not very like right right well king of the hill walked so rick and morty could run yeah i'll say that uh that's the official (laughs) opinion of kings of the king of the hill hill (laughs) king of the hill walked so So that rick Rick and morty Morty could run run. Mm -hmm. and uh, but i feel like that attitude is translated into how i watch movies too like yeah. like I we watched we went and saw F9 recently. Yeah, we did. Uh which was great. Go watch Highly it. Highly recommend if you're a fan of Fast and Furious. Um So good. But like the beginning scene like would have been the climax of like 
any other normal movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like they they just have to pack in so much like big action sequences like right away and it's like I feel like it's like I said spoiled us in a yeah. way where I'm just like I can't watch something that's going to just like be boring for like 2 hours, you know. It's like uh um you know what? I forgot what I was going to say. Hell yeah. Mm. High five. Um, all right. And I think forgetting what we're going to say brings us right into the next segment. Justin, it's time for Does This Hold Up? What do you think? Does this episode hold up? Is it Does it deserve a place in the grand canon of episodes that we are trying to build? I do like the the fact that by the end, Hank was like unabashed by saying what he wanted to say to peggy like he he like uh you mentioned earlier that he said peggy he basically told peggy to go to hell but by the end of the episode he's like he's about to die and uh and peggy is like just don't edit yourself say whatever's coming to your mind or whatever and i really like that he was like you know honest about his feelings in that moment um and overall i thought it was like a pretty funny episode too like there was some good jokes i laughed at you know, like uh, there was like this panic at the store, the the mega store that they were all at trying to like buy stuff for the storm. And Hank tries to buy like a fuel uh, fuel filter, I think, maybe. And uh, he needed just one of them. They only sold him a pack of 12s. And he asked the lady to just give him one. And then everybody starts yelling at him for trying to buy more than one. And I thought that was so funny. Like, and especially that that definitely hit different after like our toilet paper and hand sanitizer fiasco of the last couple of years. Yeah. And speaking of which too, like you, uh, Justin and I actually recently were in Justin's hometown, um, Mm -hmm. which is a very small, like rural town. But, uh, did you, you had like tornado experiences as a kid, right? Like there were tornadoes that came by. There were definitely times, like obviously our sirens went off like at least once or twice a summer. And then like, uh, I remember my dad would always be like, you guys go down in the basement. And then he would stand on the porch, like watching for it. (laughs) You know, he was a bit of a Dale. He was a bit know, of a Dale. Catching that flying cow exactly. footage. Exactly. He had to get it. But yeah. You're so such like, a Dale. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Bill. I'm a Bill. <laughs> okay. Tag um, yourself. Uh, leave a five-star review and let us know uh, who you are. Are you Dale, Bill, Boomhauer, or Hank? And let us know who you think we are. Yeah. Maybe we'll read it on the pod. I think I'm a Boomhauer. Dang old King of the Hill, man. Um... But yeah, in terms of like that, I thought it was really fun to like uh, have them interact with like a tornado in that way, like reckon with a storm. It was cool. What about you? Do you think this holds up? I think this holds up. Yeah, I think my bar is pretty low. I think it's a a solid show that avoids the isms. We talked a bit about it earlier Mm -hmm. about like the idea of like, oh, they keep doing this thing of like Hank just learns he's a a bad dad or a bad husband and like conveniently forgets it for next week. Right. But I do like seeing it, you know, and like it is it's a trope of this type of show Mm -hmm. uh, that that's just what happens. And I I loved seeing it this episode. I thought like you were saying, it's a very sweet ending. The tornado added really good stakes to this one it felt a lot more like deserved than some of the other ones in the past where it's they're just in a fight and willie nelson is there or something but like (laughs) this one it's like oh no like one of them could have died uh we also got to see hank's ass again um there was like just the tiniest bit of sexism sexism but uh, coming from dale so it's like a form of sexism that you expect from like a person like that like uh, his wife had to go do the weather, like watch the tornado. And uh, he was like, well, what about my dinner? And she was like, I left a carton of cigarettes on the table and I 
I loved that. I thought that was yeah. so funny. I, was I like, love he's just going to smoke a whole carton for for supper. Yeah, I do really like that. Um, because Dale is like objectively in this group of four dudes, the mm. worst person. Yeah, yeah. I do like that his wife is cheating on him. That's a huge <laughs> yes. win. And number two, yes. that like she's doing stuff like that where it's like fuck you, right? Good. He seemed it, happy about it though. Yeah. He, well, he <laughs> loves eating cigarettes. I mean, don't we all? You're a prepper. You got to eat what you got to eat. You know? Yeah, you got to get used to putting stuff in your body that normally wouldn't go in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because someday we're going to be eating mothballs. Because of the bioweapon. Jake. What's up? What is going on with this bioweapon? Just for legal disclaimer, I did not build a bioweapon. I got Allegedly. a media degree. I don't even think I know how to build anything. But Yeah. Um, a, a media degree for cover. It's like a beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be sure to tune in again next week where we'll watch uh, King of the Hill Season 2, Episode 3. Yeah.